You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and remote from the beautiful state of Connecticut is also the Blue Meanie, Meanie. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm, I'm ready for a nap. And we're yawning shit, dude. You're going to fucking <laughs> get me yawning over here. Pages. All of our I listeners. Just did that to, uh, ri- I just did that to rib you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's an interstate, uh, interstatal rib. <laughs> interstatal so, rib. That might be the name of the yeah, show. We, yeah, we, hey, there you go. Uh, <laughs> let's, excuse let's, me. let's wrap it up. We're good here. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, yeah, coming to you live from a beautiful uh, West Haven, Connecticut, uh, visiting Mrs. Meany's family. Um, uh, there's, I hate saying this because I know the, the response already, but uh, tomorrow we're driving up to Massachusetts for uh, a fair called the Big E. Oh, Biggie Langston? No, Ooh. not Biggie Langston. It's the big exposition, which is like this huge uh, fair uh, for all of New England. You know, every state's represented. And uh, we go to it like once a year. And it's really nice. It's good. Uh, if you want to get your steps in, this is the thing to go to. Yeah, you definitely get some cardio in. But uh, yeah, yeah, we go there once a year. It's a great time. Uh, sometimes they have some really cool bands. Uh, but, you know, we go there, we eat, eat some uh, ridiculous food. Nice. And then uh, maybe have a couple beers and then come back. And uh, it's a good time. It's, um, yeah, every year there's this place. Uh, I forget what the name of the pizza place is, but uh, they, they had this signature pizza called uh, Skippy's, Skippy's Dare, which is, a white cheese pie, like pizza pie, with uh, bacon and peanut butter, which I uh, try. Uh, well, I, I eat it every year, so that's what I'm uh, looking forward to. We'll eat that. Uh, we'll walk around a little bit more, and then uh, before the end, I will be eating gigantic turkey legs like men. Oof. Me and uh, me, will be like a couple cool dudes walking around with our turkey legs. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to. But it's it's a Friday night. We got here a little bit ago. I uh, did some shopping. We're gonna go out and see some friends, see some other family, and then uh, 
tomorrow's the big day, and then uh, we'll chill out. Wait, so I'm just looking this up now. It's called Skippy's Dare. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it's made with peanut yeah. butter, peanut butter, provolone, and bacon. Yes, and it's amazing. It's from Randy's Worcester the the place. Uh, Randy's Worcester Street Pizza of Manchester, Connecticut. Yes, man. I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know about that. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. Like when I was a kid, I would eat like dickhead food anyway. It's just like <laughs> let me, uh, I would eat dickhead food. <laughs> yeah, just eat like a dickhead. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I would just get like a slice of cheese, put some peanut butter, and roll it up and just eat it. <laughs> Dick. You know, like how like Italians like to roll up like lunch meat and gabagool, like fancy. Yeah, yeah, it's like the gabagool, but. I'm a dickhead, so I do peanut butter. <laughs> I'm just thinking about eating dick, like eating like a dickhead. Like I just, I can't not laugh just about eat that. Like a, dude, you just feel it. You're like, man, I'm a big dickhead. Dude, and while you're there's a joint. I, there's a joint here in Westchester. Okay. There's a joint here in Westchester called Amore Pizza, and they have these sandwiches right. called fat sandwiches, and it's like literally eating like a dickhead. Like, here, I'll read you some of these, okay? <laughs> There's one called a fat blunt, which is a cheesesteak with bacon, french fries, mozzarella sticks, lettuce, tomato, ketchup, and mayonnaise. There's another one called nice. a fat boy, which is chicken, right. chicken fingers, mozzarella cheese, bacon, fries, and ranch dressing. And uh, it's just literally like, okay, you're a dickhead. That's it. Like, it's just I'm just yeah. killing my body right now. It's just like you're eating like you're fucking stoned, you know? But, oh, man. You know, yeah, man. you'll be good right now. <laughs> A pizza with peanut butter and provolone cheese. Yeah, and bacon. Mm-mm. Uh, Vanessa is correcting my pronunciation of Worcester. It's actually Worcester. Thank you, Vanessa. I appreciate you. Nice. Uh, I fucked up that pronunciation there. Uh, I'm from Philly. Dude, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you one thing. You know, if you think people in Philadelphia are fucking gatekeepers for their fucking cheesesteaks, up here in Connecticut, people are like fucking the ultimate like pizza snobs. I believe it. Like if you go, if you go, hey, I'm going to have pizza here. Oh, you gotta go here. Yo, they don't you know call you cuz or anything like in South. Yo, cause. yo, you you gotta go to this place. You gotta go to that place. Well, why ain't you going here? Because fuck you. Because <laughs> fuck you. That's why. Because fuck you. I mean, like in Philly, you could throw a stone and hit like a million amazing cheesesteak places. Right. And, you know, you know I'm, I'm sure the pizza up here is pretty good. There's Pepe's and stuff like that or Pepe's or whatever you want to fucking call it. Pepe's. That's really good. But it's like, touch dude, Pepe, Steve. It's, a, it's like if you're going to have pizza, just keep it to yourself because you're just going to get annoyed right off the bat with like, oh, dude, you got to. Have this, you gotta have that. Fuck you, I'm just eating. All right. And they don't, they don't hit you. you know? with, they don't hit you with one of these. Yeah, cause you are doing the free coffee today. You just want anything? Just a French vanilla with the hazelnut cream, like you usually get. All right, yeah, say less. I gotta cut that. <laughs> I gotta cut that clip down for you. Yeah, it's amazing. John, fucking lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, throwing banana peppers on there. Yo, this John's gonna be fucking slamming, cuz. <laughs> fucking banana peppers. It's gonna be slamming, cuz. 
I just wonder if certain foods are like just like certain cities. Like is Philly was Philly Philly made for banana peppers? Probably. You know, it's, it seems like you know that and broccoli rob. It seems like the you know. I never heard. I, I'm sure there's other places in the world that serve and eat broccoli rob, but Philadelphia is like over the top with like broccoli rob. Yeah, yo, get get yo, cuz get a couple chicken cutlets, get some extra rob, get some sharp. <laughs> it's like what? Who put this and shit eat together? Like a <laughs> eat like a dickhead. That's all we do here in Philly is eat like fucking dickheads, yo. Fucking yeah. put some Rob um, on there. I, <laughs> I have to give Mrs. Meanie. I have to give Mrs. Meanie credit. She she coined. She's the reason I know the term "eat like a dickhead." I love but, it. You know, just Bravo, Mrs. Meanie. Ah, we won't we eat like dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like <coughs> I wish that could be the name of the episode, man. Eating like dickheads. Yeah. That would be the name of our cooking show. <laughs> yeah. That would be the name of our cooking show. Yeah. Eat, eating like dickheads with Meanie and Adam. Uh, well, yeah. Welcome to this week's episode of Eating on Dickheads <laughs> with Adam Amini. Yo, yo, cause we yo get cause. really stoned and uh, <laughs> we eat a cheeseburger with two donuts oh. as a fucking bun. They do that shit, man. Krispy Kreme used to do that. Oh, they used to take a cheeseburger and fucking put it between a donut. The fuck? I would eat it. Oh my God. I would butt chug it. <laughs> butt yeah. chug it. What's I up? Would butt Shack chug a fucking. Shake a fart. I eat like a giant gotta, baby with money, said Travis. Yeah, dude. I'm fucking about it, man. Travis says, uh, I what eat like mean? I eat like a giant baby with money. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Me too. <laughs> Fuck. But man. uh yeah, good evening to our Patreon folks here at patreon.com slash man and meaning joining us in the chat. If you want to see the uh, we do record, you want to see record the this shit that Lucha just said, because I'm not gonna say it on air. Go ahead and sign up right now patreon.com slash mind of the meanie and get a nice chuckle with us here uh and see what lucha wrote uh travis yeah i mean that's that's like that's the key to life right that's the spice of life eating like a fucking dickhead like a giant baby with money what's the nasty what's i mean okay so what's the nastiest shit you've ever eaten like in life i mean just like as like like top tier dickhead level food that you've ever eaten oh just like not like Oh, my grandfather used to give me liver, and that sucked. No, no nothing no, like no, that. No. No. Oh. Ooh, ooh! Oh my god! Um, I'd have to think about that one. I'm asking. I, I might the, have to asking the hard hitting questions here. The butter bread. God damn! Why? 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 God damn! God damn! Oh, motherfucker! Double onions. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jim Cornette and Brian Last. They retweeted one of Danny's drawings. Uh, friend of the show and, and host of the uh, credit clip at the end, my son Daniel, uh, was watching over my shoulder while I was uh, watching a Cornette clip because I usually catch up on all my wrestling stuff on the weekend. He's probably looking at yeah. it for like 30 seconds, and all of a sudden he comes by. He's like, Daddy, look what I drew. And it's literally like this incredibly well-done cartoon with like this big animated Jim Cornette face and I, you know, Cornette and last shared it. So appreciate you guys. Fantastic. Uh, so That's very, awesome. very funny, but, um, I'm trying to think of what the biggest dickhead food I've ever eaten was. Um, I mean, I've done some weird shit, like put jelly in my cereal, you know, yeah. but, uh, jelly and cereal. Just, <sighs> I 
think I put. I don't know. I put little chocolate donuts on a pizza on a pepperoni pizza one time in college, and I mean to be fair, I was shit house drunk, like no reason right. to be doing anything other than like sleeping. And me and oh. my buddies Greg and Sam, we took these chocolate donuts and put them on the pepperoni pizza. And at the time, I was like, "Wow, this is really great." And I woke up the next morning, I'm like, "Why is it taste so bad everywhere?" Um, it's not not pleasant. Not pleasant coming back up. I'll tell you that much. I'm reading uh, Travis uh, Travis in the chat room cheeseburger with three grilled cheese sandwiches for a bun, and I think I've done that. Yeah, I think I might have done that. And within the grilled cheese, there's a, it's like a bacon grilled cheese, mm-hmm. two bacon grilled cheeses as their bun for a cheeseburger. Yes. I think I've done that. Yes, that sounds delicious. And, and more likely, I, the fact that I slightly remember means I was either drunk or smizzed up and fucking <laughs> slightly fucking remember that. But yeah, I think I've done that. I did the fucking dickhead eating challenges where you yeah. eat the 10 pound fucking burger in an hour and you just feel like the biggest piece of shit fucking waiting for him to cook it. You know, everybody else has done there with their meal and you're waiting for your, they have to make a special bun, you know, just for your stupid fucking asshole burger. They come out, they're like, yo, fucking, yo, cause <laughs> I'm, I, I was like, I was three bites away from finishing the fucking thing too. I was like, Tracy, put it in your purse. I want the T-shirt. You know, Just, <laughs> she's like, "No, I will not help you cheat." I was like, "You don't love me." You know, bring me a bucket of uh, to vomit. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm looking so, up. Uh, uh, I'm looking up What's this that? Sunday that they used to make at this restaurant um, back near my house. Restaurant called Good Nose, and they used to have this thing called the Atomic Sunday, and it was literally a shit you not like this fucking big, like this tall, and about yay wide. Like so, just for reference, the size of my penis, this wide. <laughs> and <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meanings, so you can see how big and how tall I'm talking about. But no, it was probably yeah. a good like I don't know, maybe foot, like foot tall, and maybe probably like a foot wide glass and it was just filled with ice cream. And if you finished the whole thing, you used to get your dinner free, uh, tried and failed many times as a kid, but, uh, definitely dickhead behavior, dude, for sure. And I didn't realize like, as I get older, you're like, fuck, I can't eat like this anymore. As a kid, you can rally. Yeah. You can really fucking oh, yeah. fuck yourself up and then rally the next day. But not oh, anymore. Yeah. You not got anymore. Amazing, amazing conditioning as a kid. I mean, I watch kids run around like, man, their fucking cardio is great. Yeah, dude. You know, little assholes, but, um, <laughs> fucking, uh, oh, there's a place over in Jersey called, called the pop shop and, uh, they're under new management. So the food is kind of taking a hit, but I, I went there and had a bacon milkshake, Ooh. which was pretty good. It was, uh, like vanilla ice cream, maple syrup and chunks of bacon in it. And they give you like a little bacon, not stir. Well, yeah, maybe like a stir, but it's basically like a breakfast milkshake. It was wow. fantastic. That sounds, yeah. that sounds incredible. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. I, I, I got to at least try it once. I think I tried it twice. So, but you know, you're halfway through and you can just feel your fucking blood slowing down and you're like, <laughs> oh. oh, this isn't going to end. Uh, well, is it? It, no. No, but, uh, yeah, 
I would like to try that atomic uh, milkshake you were talking about. Yeah, dude. That would great. I'll see if I can find it online. I'm sure I can find it somewhere. I, I'm One of my friends probably knows one of the, one of the kids because, you know, everybody knows each other in Newtown. But um, definitely yeah. definitely something I could, could sink my teeth into. Uh, I'm currently trying to load the <laughs> I'm currently trying to load the Yokas into the soundboard here because uh, we need it. We Multitasking. Have, Look at me, man. Look at me. I've been I've been well, I told you I was gonna do it for the past, you know, couple of weeks here and, and I haven't done it. So Yeah. Let me see if it's coming up now. Let's see how it sounds. Stand by. Yo cause, yo, they're doing a free coffee today. You just want anything? Just the French vanilla with <laughs> the hazelnut cream like you usually get? Or right, yeah, say less. I'm going to chop that down so it's just yokas, but at least it's there. So I can stop it. Yeah, that's all you need. Yokas. Yokas. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The pod squad's lighting up about this, man. I love this shit. I love when we find stuff to talk about that's not wrestling. And, like, just yeah. fucking everybody goes crazy. I love it, dude. Uh, let's see. Travis, yeah, I'm going to like that comment there. At Camerata, a friend had a Twinkie wiener sandwich for his party. He's a big Weird Al fan. It was not good. Honestly, like, hot dogs are fucking phenomenal. Twinkies, of course, are the staple. They're one of the four food groups. Put them together? Yeah. Sounds terrible. Truly sounds uh, terrible. That's the age-old question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. It's no? Not. No. Meat between bread? I mean, is With, it? Uh, I, I don't know. Why not? I guess. I don't know. Pod Squad. <laughs> Should we put that up as a poll right now on Mind of the Meanie? See what people think. Let's do it for next week. We'll do it in the show. Well, yeah. As this airs, you'll you'll see the poll, and then you can. We'll talk about it. The final. We'll talk about it next week when we record. Whether or not it's. Oh, Meanie just let one rip, you guys. <laughs> he, he he said it twice. It was so nice. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. You know what's funnier than one fart? Two farts. Two farts. You know what's not funny though is shitting your pants. Uh, Van- yeah. Vanessa said that she ate fried gator in New Orleans a couple decades ago. I've eaten fried nice. gator too. Fried gator. I think was, I've had that in Florida. Yeah, I was in Florida. I was in Florida when I had some of that. Pretty good. I think the Dan Marino's place down there. It was pretty solid. So like, oh my god, I shouldn't have stood up. I was gonna say you caught a nice whiff of that one. I'm sure. Is it purple? No. What oh, color dude. is it, man? It smells like. It smells like blood. Ah. Like a cauldron of just blood. Oh. Sweet if this Jesus. Is shit, Please let me know. <laughs> oh, you have, you have uh, desecrated the good name of Huey Lewis, sir. Yeah, of course. Yes. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Angel Acevedo. That's my buddy doing that here. Let me give it some volume here so I can chop it up for next week. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Gotta chop it good. Oh man! Chop it real good. Chop it real good. Yeah, fried gator is pretty nice. It's like it kind of reminds me of calamari. That's the yeah. that consistency it reminds me of. So. Dude, I am a huge fucking calamari mark. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you know? yeah, dude. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah, I'm man. in a fucking mood for fucking calamari. Yeah, right. Also, <laughs> I, I would be remiss yeah. not to mention this is that as soon as you jumped on today, the most interesting yeah. man in the world behind you scared the fucking absolute dog shit out of me because I had no idea. I forgot it was there from yeah. the last time. And I was like, what the hell's yeah. that? Who's behind me? And I was like, oh, wait, it's a Dos Equis guy. So, yeah, uh, at, uh, we're at Mrs. Meanie's mom's place and there's a, a basement bar. Nice. And uh, she used to work at a, 
Mexican restaurant up here that no longer exists, but this was like there. So this that was her parting gift. You know, was the uh, the most uh, interesting man on in the world gimmick. That's funny. So yeah, but it's pretty cool. It's a, it's pretty chill. Uh, after this, we'll probably go to McCusker's North. Uh, well, there's two bars up here. It's kind of McCusker's North, uh, Christopher Martin's, and then uh, Johnny's right here in West Haven. So nice. Uh, probably go hang out there for a little bit. That's awesome. Don't want to get too tired because we got to have to get up early in the morning for the big E do a lot of walk. Well, you can walk it off, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I want to be hung over walking though, man, walking something that big. Yeah. That sounds brutal, yeah. dude. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Not the event. The big E sounds great, but I'm mean, doing like doing, oh, a hung, yeah. doing anything hung over. Sounds fucking awful. Dreadful. Uh, yeah. I like I've been, uh, I've been hitting the Cuskers on like Wednesday nights. Yeah. And, uh, like the next day, I just like, I don't have my sea legs anymore. It seems yeah. like, you know, just uh, for all those people who go, what happened to your blue pitcher? Like if I go in, if I go in my Cuskers early, you know, early enough, like seven, eight, I'll tell them, get the blue pitcher out. If I'm just popping in for like a couple quick shots, you know, so I can get enough in me so I can go home and go right to bed, you know, I'll have just like PBRs, you know, a couple PBRs and take a, a lift home or an Uber home and, yeah. and nighty night, you know, just crawl in bed and sleep really good. The only thing that sucks is the next day you're fucking, you're, you know, hung over and you're squid ink in the toilet. Just squid fucking, inking the toilet. Yeah. Just, <laughs> It's making a fucking Rorschach test. Like the fucking butter. It's a fucking the butterfly. Shins. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Like if Muda had gone to the brown mist. <laughs> That's so fucking gross. Yeah. Could you, imagine, could you imagine somebody called on that match with Muda spraying brown mist in somebody's face? I, uh, not sure what that is. I think it's, I think it's duty, Tony. Um, yeah. Dookie. <laughs> hey, Dookie. The What's great. That smell? The great Dookie. As, uh, Hulk Shit, Hogan said, as uh, Hulk Hogan said in the uh, cinematic masterpiece, masterpiece, no, no holds barred. Oh, uh, uh, What's that smell? Is it Dookie? <laughs> Dookie. How the fuck? What the fuck is happening? How did they pay um, him money to say that, dude? Oh. I think I was the guy who saw that in the theater. I saw that in the theater. We watched that movie religiously on VHS tape, man. We fucking we it went was, to Clyde vi- Clyde's video store over in Levittown, and every time No Holds Barred was there, we'd fucking rent that shit, and it was top notch viewing, my friend, in the eighties. They just released that. Well, not just. It's been a couple of years, but it's finally out in DVD. Really? So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, they do Blu-ray. Yeah, dude. With the with the bonus match, the movie, the match. Uh, no. Why have I a regular more, Christmas? You feel more lost than I could. Why have a regular Christmas? You give it all. Christmas. Yes. The fuck, man. The fuck? Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was like after eighth grade, and I made, uh, I met my buddy Justin, and he was like, oh, "I'm going to Florida. You want to go? Oh, yeah." 
never been to Florida. Fuck yeah. We went down there and uh, his his folks dropped us off. And we went, we went and saw No Holds Barred. It was it. amazing. I love it. So good, man. Yeah. So I wish good. I still had a ticket to that. Yeah, that would be dope, man. Well, you have a Taylor Hawkins tic- ticket stub now, which I feel like is way cooler. Yeah. Way cooler. Yeah, I mean, I've been catching up on that. I've been watching the uh, the replay, and it's just it's so amazing to think that I was I was there. You know, it's it was so cool. You know, and there's little things you pick up on that you didn't notice the first time, and uh, just like little cool things. You know, yeah. Paul McCartney comes out. And uh, they go to do uh, "Oh, darling." Crazy. And uh, the drum, the, you know, they were rotating drummers for whatever reason. The drummer uh, Omar Akeem hadn't come out just yet. And uh, McCartney goes, "Ah, I'll help if we had a had a drummer." I guess he's down at the pub, you know. <laughs> In hindsight, I didn't I didn't hear that because I was too busy freaking out that. Paul McCartney had just walked out that I didn't hear him quip. Oh, he's probably down at the pub, <laughs> you know, just cool, just cool little things like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing that like, you know, with all the anxiety of waiting to go and waiting for the event, hoping to have tickets, you know, to be in the afterglow of such a, an awesome event, yeah. you know, I, uh, I just pulled up no holds barred to see if they had it on uh, Blu-ray yet. And I'm reading a review yeah. of the movie from Desmond Ryan from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And I have to read this to you because it's just fucking incredible. Yeah. For months now, Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro have been sitting in their dens and nervously clutching their Oscars. They knew that an unprecedented challenge was looming to their preeminent standing amongst American actors. The arrival of Hulk Hogan in his first starring role in a movie. Rumor had it, and no holds barred confirmed, that the great man would do a love scene and even essay an emotional breakdown at the hospital bed of his crippled brother. There is no limit to what the Hulk can do on stage and screen. After all, who's going to summon the nerve to tell him he can't? He may one day want to try <laughs> Hamlet, and I can see the billing now. Hulk Hogan versus Felonius Polonius. But, from what I hope is a safe distance, let me point out a few things about Hulk's work in No Holds Barred. It needs work, Hulk. To watch him is to behold the craft of acting placed in a half Nelson and gleefully choked to death. <laughs> Cretans and people who take professional wrestling seriously. Hey, fuck you, pal. And I'm bound to say yeah. the distinction between the true groups is lost on me. Fuck you double time on that one. We'll flock to no holds barred and they will not be disappointed. <laughs> Pro wrestling is notorious for grotesquely bad acting, masquerading as entertainment. Not true. And that, along with the screenplay and direction of a per- spectacular crudity, is what you get in no holds barred. Oh boy! Yep, yep. Man, they really love this movie. Really love this movie. Oh, dude, it's amazing. It's incredible. It's an amazing man. flick. Speaking of amazing, <laughs> speaking of amazing, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about this one. I'm just reading, catching up on my Twitter news since my shoot yeah. job allows me no time to do anything but sleep anymore. Uh, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns are going to square off at Crown Jewel this year. When is that? Good question. Let's pull it up in the Google machine. Crown Jewel 2022. Uh, November 5th. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Eh, You know what? Those Saudi shows are just like fever dreams. They don't really exist. Right. 
you know, uh, Shawn Michaels never really came back from yeah. retirement. And, you know, the team would tra- like, it's just like, I just pretend they don't exist. That Goldberg. I mean, I'll watch. The Goldberg Undertaker thing, that was, that didn't happen. Yeah. It real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch just because it's like watching wrestling on another planet. It's just, yeah. it just feels weird. It feels weird. It does, doesn't uh, I mean, it? It feels, yeah. it feels awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, just like they scrap whatever storylines they have for the year and just have matches. Uh, I mean, it's cool to see the children react. Yeah, you know, the kids react for for that, for that purpose. Say whatever you want about that country, but you know, just to see kids have you know sheer joy in watching the wrestling is cool. But uh, as far not- as that matchup. I, th- I think the match will be, it'll be all right. I just, uh, you know, I think, you know, the age old sentiment is, um, you know, Roman Reigns can have a great match with a broomstick, you know, yes. Yes. and make it, and make the broomstick look like a million bucks. And, uh, and Paul, Logan Paul, he, uh, he's decent, you know, when he's, he's, he's led well. I mean, it'd be different if he had to, uh, you know, to take a rookie and lead a rookie in a match. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, I think him, you know, with Roman, he'll be safe. He'll look good. Uh, he's a bit, you know, I'm not taking away from, he's a, an amazing athlete. Um, as a human being, eh, you know, not a fan, but um, got to admire the hustle. I mean, He's got his hands in everything between doing the uh, the work shoot MMA or work, work shoot boxing, work boxing gimmicks, and uh, I said work shoot. He's gets he's got some MMA guys come in, you know, take a dive here and there. Right. But um, you know, it's 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 uh, it'll be interesting to say the least. I mean, I get why they're trying to do it. You know, like business wise, right. it makes sense, but. I, I'm pretty sure the, the the Saudis are the ones who booked the match. It's like yeah. we want this match. We're going to pay for this match. It's like a kid's birthday party, you know. Yeah. Just yep. Yeah, you know, we want this. We'll pay for this. Give it to us. It's yeah. a, you know, it, it, in America, it's you know, if you're running an indie show, it's basically what we call a sold show, where you sell your show to uh, say the Shriners and. You give them the tickets, they sell the tickets, and you get all the money out of cash up front to run the show, and it's up to them to, you know, sell the tickets and, and make a profit. So, it's, but this is like on a much bigger, larger global stage of a soul show, you know. But yeah, it's like an entire I mean, country. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. So that's why I like when those matches, those shows happen. I really, I watch them for the spectacle of it. But to me, it's like, eh, they don't count. Yeah. Yeah, to me, uh, you know, Ric Flair never really retired, you know, because he wrestled in TNA, you know. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't count those matches. You know, it's just like, eh, you know. I mean, if if Ric Flair wrestles in the woods, there's a and nobody's there to see it. Does it count? Right. You know, yeah. You know, but uh, now he's upset because he wants. Then, to, he's, he's saying he wants to do another match. Um, nah, I'm good. Yep, we're good, man. You got Thank my- you. You got my money. On the, you got my money on the last one. Yeah, I, I actually bought that because I just wanted to see wrestling. Oh and no, shit! See the spectacle. But uh, you know, I'm good. I'm good uh, as far as that goes. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Logan Paul should be all right with Roman. Uh, 
but like I said, it, to me, it's it's not it's a it's a show, but it's just like yeah, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Another breaking news stuff that's going on right now is Jeff Hardy's potential return to AEW mm. might be happening very soon. Apparently, he will be done with his most recent rehab stint. Apparently, be going back into the ring very soon. I hope he's doing well. I hope he has found the peace that he is looking for. But I feel like he doesn't owe us anything, man. You know? Yeah. Like, you don't owe us anything, dude. <laughs> if he, like, dude, he's given so much to the business. Yeah. And he's giving so much of himself physically and emotionally that, you know, like you said, he really doesn't owe us anything. I mean, if he was just, you know, go, you know, go home and just be a family man and just, you know, call it a career. He's earned that right. And, you know, uh, I love Jeff Hart. I love both Hardys. You know, I was fortunate enough to actually get to work with them, get to know them. They're awesome people. Uh, but, you know, the most important thing is health, physical and mental health. Uh, and to, uh, you know, I, you know, I love Jeff Hardy, but he, he continues to do things that, you know, hurt a little bit less when you're in your 20s. You know, right, now right. he's in his 40s like me and shit, man, just getting out of bed. I fucking hurt. I can't imagine what a Jeff Hardy goes through on a daily basis, you know, with everything he's done in the ring. He just so, fucking flipped uh, off a goddamn ladder again. Yeah. He's like just like about not even a year ago. Fucking doing crazy yeah, ladder bumps and shit. Yeah, yeah it's dude. I, I admire everything he's done, but you know, he, he's got to just work a little bit smarter. I'm yeah. not saying he's stupid. I'm just saying, dude, you can, you're at that point in your career where you're so over. You don't have to do the latter stuff anymore, man. You could just, just wrestle, you know, right. but, uh, we've seen all that again, shit, man. Uh, we can go back and watch that if we want to. Dude. Yeah. Jeff's in, Jeff's in my thoughts. He's a great guy. You know, his, I love his family. I love him. I love his family. And, uh, hopefully, you know, this, uh, this bout with, you know, coming out of, you know, rehab sticks. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a struggle. I know a lot of people have been through that and, uh, every day's, you know, the, every day's the first day, yep. you know, you know, you got to treat every day like it's the first day and, you know, just, you know, win that battle. So I, I hope he's okay. I hope, uh, it sticks. Cause I want, I would love to see, like, uh, you know, Jeff Hardy grow to, you know, be an old man, you know? So yeah. you know, hopefully it sticks, you know, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm sure he's got a good support group there, but yeah, man, uh, you don't have to do the ladders anymore, Jeff. Yeah. We, we thank you for <laughs> yeah. your, we thank you for your service, but you're good with the ladders. Yeah. One thing, one thing I'll never do though, is fucking kick somebody while they're down. Like I see a lot of stuff about Jeff Hardy yeah. and you know, his, relapse and his recovery and relapse. And re it's like it's same thing with Scott Hall. You know, I just it, like I had something happen the other day. I, I posted a, a quote that Bam told me one time that Bam Margera told me many years ago. And it's like this mantra in my life now because it was so profound at the time. And somebody was like, oh, he's drowning himself in booze and he's leaving his family and blah, blah, blah. It's like, first of all, you've no fucking idea what this guy's going through. 
like not a fucking clue what kind of mental illness and struggle this man goes through every day. And like, it must be so nice to just sit in your place of privilege and be able to just point fingers at people, you know, like on Twitter and fucking sit right there with your, in your mom's basement, tweeting at people, you know, not that there's anything wrong with living in your mom's basement. I'm just saying those basement dwelling types always constantly coming for people. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, man. Shut up. Yeah. We all know. We all know that he's struggling. Like, we see it. I, I've seen it personally myself. I'm sure you've seen plenty of people in the, in the wrestling biz that have, that have struggled with that. But, yeah, I mean, we hope that oh, yeah. we hope that, the, that everybody grows old and they get the gift of time. And, uh, you know, hopefully he gets better. But what kind of beer are you that's drinking that's there? Good. Oh, uh, little acai Japanese beer. Yeah, to me, this is more of like a wrestling type thing because, you know, growing up reading the uh, after mags, they would always show uh, matches from, they always have like photographs from from Japan and somebody battling for the triple crown title in all Japan. And they're after, after they're, they're all standing there with the beers and it's always acai beer, you know, nice. S-A-A-H-I beer. So uh, I saw a sixer of it. And I grabbed it. I was like, "That's just because I'm a mark." So can you, can you get it stateside? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, if you got like a local Total Wine and Spirits, that's where I got it. Oh, nice. you know, I got, like back home, I'm in Philly. We'll drive like 20 minutes south to Delaware, and we walk around Total Wine and Spirits like we've never bought alcohol before, <laughs> just staring at everything. Yeah. Yeah, I want everything. Give me it this all. Is, it's like a mecca, and uh, yeah, I'll sometimes I'll get a case of it, and uh, but the, you know I settle for a sixer, and uh, you know get a case of PBR, nice. you know, thirty pack for like twenty bucks. <laughs> Can't beat that. Not so, at all, man. You know, have a have a you know a couple of cocktails to help me sleep. And a boy, and then uh, walk around uh, hungover and miserable tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not too hungover. You got a long walk in front of you the, with the big E, like big E Langston, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, now that we're all uh, the way into the show, now that we're all the way into the show, yeah. we're going to talk about our real topic today, JBL. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah. um, yeah, I, uh, it's been a fucking crazy week, man. Um, nothing new on the, uh, AEW front. So we don't have much to talk about there. Lots of uh, people, right. lots of people talking about that. Did you get a chance to check out the PWI 500 yet? Oh yeah, happy annual! Oh shit, I forgot to send my stuff in the PWI 500 then. <laughs> I hope Kevin's not listening. He asked a question for the show, but I hope he's not listening right now. Uh, yeah, this, it's just uh, yeah, I, for, I for, forgot to send my stuff in, and uh, every year it's like the day you know you go, oh, I'll send my stuff in, and then. It just that day the, the the 500 comes out and you're like oh shit forgot oh, again crap yeah it's okay i'll still manage to get booked somehow wasn't um, wasn't booked so. terry how did you think about yeah. uh what did you think about the list this year did you get a chance to check out who uh, it was I, I only i only saw the top 10 i think it was yeah let me pull up the top 10 list right now so yeah. i can run them down while we're talking here yeah, let's spoil that shit. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we're going to start with number 10 and work our way up. Jonathan Gresham, Big E, El Hijo Del, Brian Danielson, Cody Rhodes, 
Bobby Lashley, Adam Page, CM Punk, Kazuchika <laughs> Okada, and the only person that should have been number one, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Roman Reigns, absolutely. I wish uh, Randy Orton was in the top ten. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, to me, Randy and uh, Roman been killing it. You know, this this uh this whole year. Uh, but I guess maybe since you know Randy's out with the injury, I don't know if that affected his status. He was at number forty uh, so number forty seven on the list. No, that's still too low. He needs to be higher. He needs to be, you know, at least top twenty, man. I mean his shit it's, it's, you know, Randy Orton's stuff's flawless as far as I'm concerned, yeah. you know. Yeah. There's a lot of good guys in there, but uh, you know, I'm not saying anybody d- doesn't deserve to be in a top ten either. Well, but right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's all it's a, all an opinion piece. Yeah. Uh, and poor Bill After he's still getting people saying, "Why well, wasn't I?" He's like, "Dude, I left. I haven't worked for PWI since 1999." Honestly, uh, honest to God, dude. Please, yeah. It's the same yeah, thing. He's been as gone. He hasn't been there as long as he. It might be a longer time period that he hasn't been there than when he started working there. So <laughs> it's you know. uh, Kevin McElvaney, a uh, friend of the show. Um, he's the editor in chief uh, at large over there at, at PWI. He's constantly yeah. getting shit. Um, people were ragging Poor on guy. him. People were ragging on him because like, Oh, John Moxley didn't break the top 10. And it was like, well, he was also out for a period of time for a very good reason. And uh, yeah, you know, he needed to reevaluate, reassess some things, which he should have. And that knocked him lower on the list to number 12. I mean, like, but again, again, it's, it's always the same shit. It's just like, if you guys don't like the list, make your own fucking list, make your own shit. Nobody's forcing you to be here. (laughs) Dude, when I first went to wrestling school at Al's, you know, you get people come and try out and stuff like that. And they would come around for a couple of days, not hack it and leave. And one di- one time we had a guy come in, this dude come in, and you're like, you could just tell he wasn't going to last. But he would sit there and rearrange the PWI 500, like he would sit there with pen and paper, and man, manu- manually by hand with pen and paper, rearrange the PWI 500. That's insane. And you're like, uh, it's like, dude, uh, you want to get in the ring, maybe, and uh, just train. I'll be right there. Uh, hey, okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. The PWI has been around that long, you know? Yeah. The thing I, 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 I missed the day, you know, you know, uh, my first couple of years, you know, we all know the story about me and Bill Lapter and him treating me to ice cream and the, the office, the, the folks in the office, not believing it. And then when I showed up with Al Snow, he took me around. Oh my God, this is the kid. This is the ice cream kid. So after that, whenever I appeared in the PWI 500, there was always a reference to ice cream in my in my PWI 500 <laughs> listing. <laughs> Woo meanie from Pepperland uh, has a thing for Hagen Dazs, or you know, just whatever, you know, just slight little nod. So if you ever read that, that's like just like an inside inside rib. That's you funny. know from uh, the book of PWI. When uh, I think Brandy Brandy you. Uh, used to do the list, but, uh, yeah, 
amazing times, good times, you know, back when, uh, I, I didn't have to send in my stuff. <laughs> Travis wants to know about, uh, is the 500 voted on or is it just the opinion of PWI? I'm pretty, who's, who asked that? Travis. Oh, uh, Travis. What up, Trav? No, I'm, I, I'm sure they, I don't think they just, you know, throw it together all willy nilly. I'm sure there's conversations about it or thought, there's a thought process to it. You right. Know? Right. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question for, uh, the folks at PWI. Actually, yeah, I'll have to pull it up right now. Cause I think, I think I know Kevin sent me some information about it. He's going to be on, uh, on foundation radio in a couple of weeks. So, uh, just awesome. make sure you stay tuned. Uh, yeah. Kevin is the, Kevin is the when dude. I, when, I, when I say that whole, I forgot my, send my stuff and that's not me being better or anything. That's uh, sometimes they rely on people sending stuff in. That's like, yeah. So I think, I think it's yeah. part of it, but I think it's basically that the, the team, there's a, there's a squad of people from inside PWI yeah. that evaluate and rank these folks, um, and go from there. And, uh, yeah, so this year they uh, this year they included the women's and tag team lists. Uh, the five hundred is an expansion of our weekly and monthly heavyweight top ten. So um, the criteria is in in ring achievements, win and loss records, championships, tournaments won, uh, their influence, uh, visibility and prestige within the promotion, technical ability and competition. Their activity requirements have to be a minimum of 10 matches total or six matches in separate months. And the evaluation period typically goes from July 1st until June 30th. So, again, if you're not fucking happy with it, make your own goddamn list and then just yeah. leave them alone. Work a little bit harder, brother. brother. I mean, that's, you know, whatever, guys. Enjoy it. Check it out. PWI's 500 list. The PWF 500 is out now. Go take a look at it. They definitely made the right decision, though, with uh, with Roman Reigns. I don't think there's been anybody who has been as dominant, as aggressive, as in front of the camera as Mr. Roman Reigns this year. So definitely a uh, a well, well-deserved well honor. But also, Meany, I have another well-deserved yes. question for you, sir. Yes, sir. Are you ready to ask, Meany? I would love to. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something! Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeany, and we will ask you on the show. Got a couple of questions coming at you. Matt from Dover wants to know, can the Eagles win Monday against the Vikings? Uh, If they tighten up the defense, absolutely. Um, uh, The Eagles came out week one against the Detroit Lions. The offense looked really good. Uh, the Lions came out fired up. It's a home opener. They were just on hard knocks. So, you know, they're smelling themselves a little bit. You know, uh, they got a crazy head coach. He talks about biting kneecaps and shit like that. But uh, Lions came out fired up week one. It looked good. Actually, uh, they had that running back. Uh, his last name Swift. I can't think of his first name. But anytime he touched the ball, I was a little bit nervous. Uh, he's a fucking amazing running back. Uh, and in all honesty, I think we're in a new normal with the NFL where the first three to four weeks of the NFL is just going to be glorified preseason games with the way coaches don't really want their guys participating in preseason games and don't want guys 
really hitting each other in practice because they wanted to save it for the real season. So uh, the Eagles offense, I mean, the Eagles defense, you know, uh, week one looked a little bit gassed. They looked a little bit tired. Uh, you know, they played one round of well, one, one play in the first game and that was it. So they, you know, these, these first couple of weeks are going to be a little bit rough, but once they get their sea legs, I think they'll be all right. But as far as this game, Monday night, uh, Vikings come into Philly to see the Eagles. If the Eagles can just tighten up on defense, I think they have a chance. I think it's still, it's still going to be a high-scoring game either way, but I'm, uh, I'm, I think the Eagles could pull this one out. Nate Smythe wants to know, and also i got to give a shout-out to Nate Smythe. Uh, he's a friend of mine from Delaware. Had picked up himself an I'm an Adam Bernard guy T-shirt. Go ahead and pick Tremendous. one up. It's fantastic. Shared it on uh, social media. I'll make sure I share it to the mind of the meanie. Uh, spots. Sure. Uh, I did let him know that I would plug this for him. September 30th, he'll be at the Crooked Hammock in Middletown, Delaware from 5 to 8 p.m. performing his music live. Fantastic singer. Go out of your way to check him out. Also very hilarious on TikTok. So, uh, Nate, thank you so much for uh, rec- repping the show and asking a question today. Meaning, who's the stiffest person you've ever been in the ring with? Oof. I mean, there's difference between there's stiff and snug, but uh, okay. Well, let's let's double up then. Sniff, yeah, sniff and snug. Who's the sniffest and the stuggest you've ever been? <laughs> yeah, I'm sn- I'm sniffing right now. Yeah, it's right. Fucking. St- uh, I want to say he was stiff, but goddamn, goddamn, fucking Gangrel. Really, Gangrel was a little, little stiffsky. Uh, and I, I'm not saying anything out of school because me and him had a match in WWE and he was hitting me with punches and kicks. And I went, he was hitting me. I go, Oh, all Japan. Oh, UFC. Oh my God. And, he would be like, <laughs> and you would see his eyes bulge. Cause he's trying not to fucking laugh. But, uh, I mean, I, I teamed with Bob Holly, so I can't really say he was, he was, he was, Snuggle on the tag when he tagged me in the ring, Oof. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, as far as working against somebody, a little stiffsky, uh, Gangrel, but I have all the love in the world for Gangrel, so it's it's nothing personal, it's just he, he's an equal opportunity, uh, stiffer. So, what's he the difference? I'm, sure I'm sure he expects it back, you know. What's the difference between being stiff and being snug? Just, uh, just like the punches connect a little bit harder. Uh, yeah, where where you, if somebody stiffs me, I'm 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 gonna have, I'm gonna be too preoccupied. Snug like, snugs like you know they hit you hard in safe places and stuff like that. You know, I, a little bit hard, a little bit you know. They put a little mustard on the clothesline. The slam might be a little bit like a little bit more driven, but not really too bad. You know, you know, you know, it's it's nothing horrible. But uh, you know, you just you definitely go, God damn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I always heard stories of fucking Goldust talking about when he was wrestling fucking Ahmed Johnson. Oh yeah. And Ahmed would shoot Ahmed would shoot him in the ropes and call for something. 
And Goldust, he said, you know, we said, man, I'm running in, but I'm flinching the whole way, like, uh, waiting for it. You're waiting for impact. I've heard, know? I've heard and that too. He, I've heard that too about Ahmed Johnson. The the rumor is, and the stories yeah. are that he was just tough. Just fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. I've no, I've not heard a good story about him, but, uh, and I love Gangrel, but as far as people I've, I've worked with, yeah, he was a little stiffsky. So I guess I guess my question would be like, how stiff can you take something before? Not Grant Gangrel. I just mean like, as someone who's in the ring, right? Like a, yeah. I guess like a Mike Bell Perry Saturn thing. How stiff can you be with someone before you would pop up and be like, what the fuck? And like, have you like has there ever been a situation? You don't have to name names, but like, has there ever been a time no, where I, you were like, what the fuck, dude? If the, if the punch is connected in my nose instead of my fucking head, forehead or whatever, you know, that's when you fucking, you know, give them a, give somebody a shot to the solar plexus, knock the wind of them, wind out of them and tell them to fucking settle the fuck down. Yeah. You, know, you just take them down and fucking grab a hold and say, calm the fuck down. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I said Aaron Grell, but I mean, it really wasn't that bad, but couple times you're like jesus christ yeah 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 fuck that hurts but, um, yeah. yeah yeah you know i think with the perry saturn thing I, I think he said he caught his shot to the nose or something like that and just blacked out which i'm a little bit sensitive to if somebody you know fucking hits me in the nose i go into ralphie mode from christmas story yeah you know and just black out and you wake up you're like uh, you know well, i mean i get Sorry. it though because it fucking it's painful, but it's also like you're trying yeah. to remember the match and the moves you have yeah. to do and the, the timing and like, it's fuck. And man. you're trying to sell. Right. It's hard to sell when somebody's not, you know, giving you a chance to fucking sell something or you're too busy fucking, you know, going goddamn that you, you can't really sell. Right. So, right. Oh, yeah. That's a pain in the ass. Kevin McIlvaney from the uh, PWI, the editor-in-chief, head honcho over there at PWI, wants to know, <laughs> Mimi, how do you deal with Twitter trolls? Just ignore them. Uh, the, the best reply is the one you don't reply send. The be- I always tell people the, your, the best tweet is the one you don't send, especially, you know, uh, in a moment of heated heat or a moment of passion or anger or whatever, you know, cause you know, you could say something and wind up looking bad, you know, f- for, you know, reacting on sheer emotion. But, uh, you know, fucking all the Twitter trolls are people, they want the reaction. They want you, if you reply, you know, simply saying, Oh, you know, uh, if simply saying, fuck you. Yeah. They've won. If you come, I reply and say, you think you, you think that bothers me? They still won because they got a reply. They got a reaction. It's like playing, it's like playing peekaboo with a baby on an airplane. Once you start it, it's not going to fucking end. You know, you go peekaboo and then the kid wants it every fucking 10 seconds. Or if you just look at the baby and look away and just not engage the baby, the baby will get bored and go to sleep, which uh, most Twitter trolls or bullies in general, you know, if as long as you don't acknowledge what they're doing and sell for them, uh, they're powerless. 
right. and they'll get bored and then they'll stop. You just hit the uh, the mute button. You don't you don't want to block because when you block, that's when they screenshot and go, ha ha, so and so blocked me. Yeah, just let them just mute them, let them scream into the void, and just go about living your life and doing what you got to do. But the moment you react is the moment they've won. Right. No matter what the react, whatever the reply is. And Meanie, I thank you always for your well-rounded and thoughtful replies here for <laughs> Ask Meanie. I appreciate you uh, coming in live too from Connect I Cut. Yeah, hopefully I sound okay. You sound fantastic. Sound okay. Your O face was nice. frozen for a second. You were like, and it looked yeah. like an O face. So yeah. you can go on patreon.com slash mind of the meanie and see Meanie's O face frozen there. But uh, Meanie, uh, where can everybody find you on social media? Adam hey. from Downingtown wants to know where <laughs> you can find Meanie. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Get yourself some uh, really snazzy-looking T-shirts. My current favorite is the Meanie 1984 T-shirt, where it's uh, me on the cover of Van Halen's 1984, but the baby's got blue hair. Instead of a cigarette, he's got a a picture, a blue picture at McCusker. So uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you want to support Mind of the Meanie, go to Mind of the uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. You can go to MindoftheMeanie.com too, but uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. And uh, every dime you spend there goes back into us helping us keep the lights on. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie and save 10%. Shout out to Rod Hicks over there, uh, doing a fantastic job. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to get me one of them working stiff shirts over there at collarandelbowbrand.com. Now you got some uh, good-looking shirt, short, shorts, shirts. I'm sure you're wearing shorts with your shirts. Yes, I hope but, so. But uh, if you want to uh, look good and you're a bearded fellow like myself, go to madcatbeardcare.com and get the blue spruce. Uh, my boy, Josh Thornton doing a great job over there all the proceeds go to taking care of feral cats he uh, rounds them up takes them to the uh, vet and gets them taken care of all out of his pocket so whenever you buy something over at madcatbeardcare.com none of the wrestlers draw a dime from that product it all goes into taking care of the kitties um i have to give a shout out to my boy jim nelson over at glaciersofice.com uh, Jim does amazing work. Uh, he made a three of three handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair of sneakers took Jim about 50 hours of uh, manual labor per pair. Uh, you can also see his, uh, his pro- progress videos and progress photos over at GOI Kicks on uh on all forms of social media go to g o i kicks all forms of social media he's doing some amazing stuff over there and uh it's it's cool he gets this he gives a little peek behind the curtain on what he does um if you would like a video uh birthday holidays well wishes go to cameo.com slash blue meanie bwo uh i've done a few this week always have a good time uh, always look forward to the feedback 
and trying to make people's days a little bit brighter. You know, I try to give them the positive messages and, you know, all that good stuff. So go to cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for all your Blue Mini video needs. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that lead in there. You can find me on social media at Instagram and on Twitter at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. You can also listen to the secondary show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net and checking out uh, lots of cool stuff. I'm going to be starting some special commentary pretty soon. I'm going to talk wrestling. I'm going to talk politics. I'm going to talk music. I'm going to talk whatever the fuck I want to uh, because, fuck it, that's what I want to do. But you'll hear a whole bunch of stuff you won't hear on this show, so foundationradio.net. Go ahead and pick up a T-shirt to support the show, prowrestlingtees.com slash foundation radio uh, don't forget patreon.com slash mind of the meanie check out nate Smythe too september 30th at the crooked hammock in middletown delaware from 5 to 8 p.m tell him meanie and goober sent you he would love to see you down there uh pod squad we appreciate you patreon.com slash mind of the meanie watch us record the show early and ad free here and see our beautiful faces as we come on and see the fun shit that lucha says inside of the chat box we can't mention on the air. So for the you blue, for that. you got to pay extra for that, brother. So for the blue meanie, I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. The meanie. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 